Namaste, yogis and friends. I'm Kino McGregor. And I'm Tim Feldman. And we would like to welcome you to Miami Life Center's podcast. Hi, this is Alexandra Santos. And today I'm here to talk about pregnancy and the Ashtanga Yoga Method. I have a couple questions that has been asked to me by several students. And I'm going to start with the first one, which is... Should I start an Ashtanga practice while I am pregnant? Um, that is a great subject, and I think that most doctors will recommend not to introduce anything new, any new activity into your body when you are pregnant. And that is due to so many changes on your body, um, lowers your, um, I'm sorry, energy is normally low at the beginning of the pregnancy. So starting something that your body is not accustomed to it, it might not be the great thing to do. Although, in the other hand, I did start Ashtanga Yoga when I was pregnant with my first child um, almost 14 years ago. So for me, it did work well. Um, I was very lucky that I had a very knowledgeable teacher by that time, and she was a former student of Tim Miller. And I was doing about half of the primary series of the Ashtanga Yoga Method, and she was giving me all the correct um, modifications, so the practice felt very safe for me. I was also in a very good shape, so the push-ups and things like that were not a problem. And... I continue my practice throughout the whole pregnancy until the day that I have my kid. And for me, it was fine. I did ask my doctor and he was okay with me starting um, yoga in general. It was not only Ashtanga yoga, it was just yoga in general that I was studying because I had never done it before I was pregnant. So I think everybody is different. Um... And I think you should probably first check with your doctor. And if you're in a good health and you were in a good shape physically um, before your pregnancy and you don't have any health issues, you might be okay by starting um, yoga when you're pregnant. Another thing is also to make sure that your teacher understands the changes that they're going through the body when you are pregnant and it can then guide you into the modifications that you might need. Um, so that's one question. The second question it was, if I am an Ashtanga practitioner and I am pregnant and I'm still feeling extremely tired and I don't have the energy to practice anymore, what should I do? In my case, I have three kids and I have practiced with all of them and every pregnancy, it was different. My first kid, I was very new to yoga, so my practice it was quite short and easy. With my second child, I was already doing um almost most of the intermediate series at that time, and, and the practice it was demanding. Um, but back bend felt good on my body, so I mainly did intermediate series with my second child. Did I recommend that? I think everybody's different. What I noticed, it was that deep back bending, it felt a little bit uncomfortable on the front of my body. So my abdomen muscles overstretched slightly. I actually 
thought about that after having my child and thinking that maybe the dick back bend did not help me to recoup as faster as I did with my first kid. But that could be only my case because my back is not as open as other people. So like I said again, what it worked for me, it might not work for you. But in my case, I did felt that the deep back bending made it hard for me to recoup my body after having the baby. Um, after I learned that lesson with my third kid, I did most primary and less intermediate and the back bending part of intermediate, I definitely took it easy. I went much softer and then my approach was more on focusing stability and not so much in flexibility since when you are pregnant the tendencies is your joints and ligaments are loose so I didn't want to go over um, my flexibility range of motions to the whole opposite I think I was very conservative on the flexibility part and I was really more focusing on pelvic stability and muscle activation in that light that what it worked for me, but it took me three pregnancies kind of to figure it out, but they were all so different. So my advice to you is to practice what it feels right and to remember that your body is a little bit more flexible than normal. So instead of to overindulge on that aspect of the pregnancy, maybe you can work on more subtle things like your breathing, your attention, your bandas, which are very hard to keep when you're pregnant. So, but that sense of stability on the pelvis, you can still find. Um, also, working on muscle activation to keep your legs strong for labor, working on stability and let flexibility to be something to work later after you're having your baby and you recoup from that. And that, I think, is what it worked for me and the big lesson that I learned after my three kids. Also, to respect your level of energy, and that is very important. So you should keep yourself hydrated the whole time when you're pregnant. So with my second kid and my third kid, it helped me to drink a little sips of water if the room it was too hot. So that will keep me cool down. It is not... a um, a good idea to overheat your body. When you're pregnant, your body normally overheats very easily. So you really want to make sure that you drink enough water before the practice and after the practice in a small sip of water if you feel that you need it throughout the practice. Also position in your mat in a part of the room that you get nice ventilation because being able to breathe softly is very important when you are practicing. Um, adjustments. Adjustments in Ashtanga yogas are our everyday um, thing to do for teachers and for students to receive. While you are pregnant, adjustments should be not too strong and then more with the focus of stability and not to dip you into posture since your ligaments and joints are hypermobile like we talked before. So adjustments should be kept at minimum and again not with the idea to take you too deep into the postures. Um, what postures to do and what not to do? 
When I was in India, I asked Sharad and Saraswati about this because um, there were so many different ideas and people told me so many different things. So I kind of wanted it to know from the source. I had already read a couple books where Batavi Joyce had um, included a couple postures where he thought that it was not good idea to do them while you were pregnant. I kind of follow that. And then I confirmed with them in India if that was still updated. And the answer was yes. In that light from the primary series, I'd avoid Ardhabara Padmottanasana, Ardhabara Padma Pashimottanasana, Janushurshasana, C. Um, Marichasana C and D, I did modifications. Kurmasana and Saptakurmasana, I did modifications, but it was my bellies are normally quite pointy and big, so I couldn't really do them. Um, I just kept inversions. Um, and then pretty much anything that it was my heel compressing my lower abdomen. So anything that it was half lotus related compressing my lower abdomen, I kind of took it out of the practice. I easied it in my back bending, making sure that I will only go as deep as I did not feel uncomfortable in the front of my belly. Um, a lot of awarenesses on my breathing and a lot of awareness of what my body needed at every day was different. And I think that's also very important when you are pregnant is every part of your pregnancy will change your body. So that means that maybe something that you can do when you were four months pregnant, you will definitely not be able to do when you're six months pregnant. But for other people, they can do it the whole pregnancy, Sometimes your levels of energy are low and sometimes you feel great. So in that light, it's more about listening to what your body has to say. But in overall, this is sort of postures that are not convenient to do when you are pregnant. Um, another thing that it's important is to think how often should you practice when you are pregnant like anything else in the ashtanga yoga method less than three times a week it doesn't do as much benefit on your body and it can also become a little bit dangerous to the due of the practice being so deep you don't want to let your body get so stiff and then start all over again. So if you feel like your levels of energy are too low to maintain a six times a week practice, which is pretty demanding, even when you're not pregnant, um, and you decided to go only three times a week, then just make sure that when you practice, you at least keep one day of rest. So for example, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, but not to practice like three days in a row and then skip until the following week is what I'm trying to suggest. In my case, I was able to keep my practice through the six times a week, but I would observe my level of energy. So if some days I was too tired, I would just keep the practice short. And the day that I have more energy, I will keep it a little longer. So um, I practice with all my kids until the day of my labor. People ask me that, should I practice until the seventh month or the eighth month? I think that's a, 
very private decision. It all depends on your level of energy. In my case, it helped me tremendously with my spine to feel healthy and it gave me energy and it made me feel better with my three pregnancies. So I kind of practiced throughout the whole pregnancy. Um, that also gives me another question, which is, should I practice the first trimester of my pregnancy? Well, Patavi Joy, Sharad, and Saraswati, they all have something in common, which is that they don't think that you should practice the first trimester. And I think makes a lot of sense for many reasons. The fetus is very fragile in that time. You feel extremely tired. Some people get very sick with nausea and vomiting. Levels of energy is at extremely low. So it doesn't seem like doing something... Um, that it will make you exhausted or too tired is the right thing to do. Or it can definitely also give you the risk of a miscarriage or any complications on your pregnancy. But every woman is different, like I said before. For me, with my first one, I started it when I was two months pregnant. With my second one, I was feeling really good. So I didn't even have nausea. So I was practicing the whole time. With my third one, I felt kind of sick the first two months, so I would only do sun salutations and standing postures, and that's it for the first two months. And then after that, I felt better, and I pick up the practice again. So I think listening to your body, listening to your doctor, if you have a risk pregnancy for some reason and it was really hard for you to conceive your baby, then definitely you want to take those three first months to rest and allow your baby and yourself to safely create that bound and then for your baby to grow healthy. Um, and do some other things like a sitting meditation or, or sitting breathing practice. So many other things that you can do that there's not only the asana or the physical uh, postures on the Ashtanga yoga system. We still have the other limbs to work on. In that sense, I think I cover most of it. But if by any chance there is something that I didn't and you have a question, you can always contact me through the Miami Life Center website by linking in my bio. It's what I worked for the last 11 years and we are located in Miami Beach, Florida. You can also um, find me on my website, which is www.alexandrasantosyoga.com. Thank you so much for listening and I hope this one is, was helpful in any way for you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chat and Chai Yoga Talks from Miami Life Center. This episode was with our early morning Mysore teacher, Alexandra Santos. She teaches Mysore Monday through Fridays from 5.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. And her classes are suitable for all levels. So if you're a beginner, you've never practiced yoga before, you're more than welcome to come to our Mysore classes. The only thing we ask is that you commit to coming at least three times a week. This way, Alex can work with you and work on your strengths and your weaknesses and really get into a personal practice with you. This is a great way to go deep into the practice, to establish a regular practice. So if you're interested, you want more information, you can go to our website, MiamiLifeCenter.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you want to get in touch with Alex, She's an amazing Mysore teacher, very experienced, very knowledgeable. You can follow her on Instagram, Alexandra Santos Yoga. 
Let us know if you have any questions or if there's any other topics you'd like us to talk about in future podcast episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Namaste.